Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good day, everyone. I hope you're having a great week. Today we have a new story of r slash relationship advice. Feel free to subscribe and hit the bell icon and let's begin. Posted by Polly3323. My wife was cheating on me our entire marriage, picked up an STD that gave her cancer, and died as a result. My wife and I met in early 2004. I was 27, she 25. She was gorgeous and had a youthful innocence about her. She turned heads everywhere we went. She also seemed genuinely kind and came from what appeared on the surface to be a great family. However, I had to learn the hard way that her beauty was only skin deep. We had a great relationship the first six months, but then red flags started to appear. I ignored them. Later in 2004, she got pregnant, mine confirmed years later, but began withholding intimacy. She said it would get better and that it was just a phase because of the pregnancy. I believed her and proposed just before our daughter was born in May 2005. We married in 2006, still not having resolved the intimacy issues. She withheld intimacy throughout the marriage, even on the honeymoon. She continued to withhold intimacy, maybe once every six months, through the first three years of our marriage. The stress for me was unbearable. She did decide to have sleep with me one time, however, finally initiating after a six-month dry spell. She conveniently told me as I climaxed that she had forgotten to take her pill. Welcome our son in May 2009. Later that year we were shocked when she was diagnosed with head and neck cancer after finding lumps on her neck. After lots of treatment and scans, however, the doctors told us in 2011 that they had misdiagnosed her cancer and that it was, fact, cervical cancer caused by an STD, HPV. Knowing how little we slept and that I hadn't been with anyone since before I met her, this was a red flag I couldn't ignore. I snooped on her phone and email and found a trove of emails and texts showing she had numerous affairs starting just months after we got together, leading up to and all the way through the wedding then throughout the marriage up until her diagnosis. There were texts that indicated she didn't even know whose child our daughter was. Then, more messages indicated she had aborted another person's child just a couple of months after our wedding, one that she had told me and her family that was a termination. Worst of all, however, was finding the text between her and another guy, arguing about how she thought he had given her the HPV that caused her cancer. The enormity of it all was suffocating, when I confronted her, she denied everything. She told me I was crazy and that maybe that's why she had denied me intimacy. I mild-mannered to a fault, which she hated about me. She enjoyed confrontation and often used emotional outbursts to bully me when I would ask why we weren't having physical. She had always had a hard time with accountability, but this was just infuriating. I began to lay out the evidence, starting with the earliest affair. In a dismissive voice, she said, Oh, you knew. I did not. I then showed more evidence. She would dismiss it as if it hadn't happened, even with the evidence right there in front of her. I'd ask her if that was the extent of it. She'd say yes. Then I'd reveal more evidence and call her on her lies. 
This happened again and again until finally I just accepted she had no intention of coming clean or asking for forgiveness. I moved out in October 2011. Throughout our separation, she would repeatedly try to ask me to move back in by saying things that would make me feel pity for her. It feels like you're just waiting for me to die. I'm not ashamed to admit that I was. I just wanted to be reunited with my children and move on from the nightmare. I hated her and everything she had done. I didn't even bother filing for divorce I knew cancer would eventually get her. It did on November 19, 2013. She died ugly and slowly, still trying to cover up all her lies and deceit. I raise our two children on my own now and we're thriving. As you can imagine, however, I'm riddled with trust issues that will probably never be resolved. I haven't dated since. My daughter has my wife's old mobile phone, which she has refused to clear off as she likes to read old text conversations and keep contacts from back then. Unfortunately, this means she has come across the truth many times over regardless of how thoroughly I clear the worst of the text messages. She's 16 and understands everything that happened. We have a very solid relationship and talk openly about it all. Nevertheless, she consults a therapist regularly to help heal in ways that I can't help her with. My son knows about it all but is completely disinterested. He's 12 now and was only 4 when she died after all. As a policy, I will not lie to them even to protect them, as I feel strongly that lies are what led us to where we're at now. I can only imagine the emotional damage if they found out as adults and from someone other than me. I've continued to bring the kids up to visit, where her family lives, from, where we live about an 8-hour drive, for the holidays and for an extended time during the summers, for the most part, they're good people who are kind and did nothing to deserve being cut off from their grandkids. My kids love them, and they have lots of cousins in their extended family who are the same ages as my kids. They go out of their way to welcome us, and I enjoy their company. The only odd part about all that is that her family has never acknowledged anything that happened. None of the cheating, none of the reasons for the split. In fact, they never even talk about any of it at all, which for a guy who likes to talk about things to resolve them, is very frustrating and uncomfortable. When we split, she begged me not to tell everyone why, but she said she'd tell her family. I was fine with it as I always viewed it as a private matter anyway. She then talked trash about me to the kids' friends' parents in addition to the kids' teachers. I only found this out from her text messages after she died. It's not clear at all to me how honest she was with her family, however. Since they never acknowledge it happened, I can only assume they either don't know at all, or they know and it's too difficult for them to talk about. I don't want to cause any pain for her family, but I would like something they have that rightfully belongs to me, the rings, engagement, and wedding. It's my assumption that since her mom and her sister cleared her room when she died, one of them took the rings. They probably did this at her request, perhaps to give them to my daughter later in life on a significant occasion. Regardless, I don't view them as ever having belonged to her because her cheating was so pervasive throughout our relationship. They only represent infidelity, and they can never be as meaningful or symbolic of anything to another person as they will be to me when I get rid of them forever. I sacrificed and saved bought them for her when we had nothing, and I thought we were in love. Had I only known. My question for this crowd is, how do you stop thinking about it all? It has been eight years since she passed away, and I go to bed at night and never fall asleep. I just rehash the arguments and conversations we had. I think about how I should have handled situations differently, how I should have stood up for myself sooner when the red flags started popping up. I do all this full well knowing there's absolutely nothing I can do about it now. 
I've aged 24 years in the last eight. I'm 44, but I look 64. At this rate, I won't be here to offer fatherly advice when my kids get married, maybe have kids of their own. Emotionally, I'd like to achieve a sense of closure and redemption and stop beating myself up for all my blindness during those years of torment. Here's the truth man. You are stuck in the memory of your marriage and the ending of it. And to be fair this marriage should have ended the second she started to withhold intimacy from you. The cheating was not your fault. Nor was the withholding intimacy, that was all on her. But staying was. In Bulgaria we have a saying for moments like this, it's not just who eats the cake, but also who allows them to eat the cake. She is the cake eater but you allowed her to do so. You put her there. And you haven't move on. You will never move on unless you leave the marriage and the memories of it behind you. That means only one thing. You have to start dating as soon as possible. For your own good. Stop being miserable and once and for all take your life into your own hands. If you don't do that you're stuck. This is the bitter truth. I'm sorry. Let's move to the next story. Posted by Das Troop. I, 24 female was given up by my parents as a baby, because they were both 18 and had no way to properly care for me. I didn't have a very good life until I got into college off of a sports scholarship and then that I decided to investigate my past. I found out that my parents were still together, that they had two other kids a lot younger than me and had overall become very successful in life. I started to feel very resentful and although I almost reached out, I decided that I couldn't. I still kept tabs on them to see how they were doing, how my siblings are and stuff. When I found out that my mother died, I did attend the funeral a few weeks ago. It was a big funeral. A lot of people attended but it wasn't packed cause. The thing is, other than my hair being jet black, I looked just like my mother did. So, when people were leaving, I got spotted by my mother's hysterical great aunt who assumed I was my mother. I excused myself but I'm pretty sure I exposed who I was caused just a few days ago, my father managed to find me and reached out to me. When we met at a coffee shop three days ago, he apologized for having given me up, not reaching out sooner and ended up crying over not getting to raise me. It's the first time I saw a grown man cry. He asked me if I needed anything from a car to a place to stay but I couldn't help but feel like I was embarrassing him. So I said goodbye and left but I've received a lot of texts and voicemails from him since then asking why I left early, if I'll meet him again, don't feel like I can talk to him. Then I got a phone call from a woman saying she was his cousin and my aunt and that I should have stayed away, because he's inconsolable now and I'm an asshole for choosing a funeral to reveal myself. I feel like my aunt is right because I've done is brought him new grief after he just lost his wife. Update 1. So I'm posting this cause I said I would in a month. Things happened and it's gotten better. The first thing was my aunt dad's cousin, phoned me like the day after and apologized to me. She told me she practically raised my dad and seeing him like he was made her act without thinking. She told me my dad wanted to see me again and would appreciate it if I would meet her too. I told her how hurtful what she said was and I needed time before seeing her but did agree to meet him. Fast forward a week I go to meet my dad. I kept rereading everyone's advice and using it to prepare what to say. He was more composed. I told him it hurt me so much to be abandoned and it hurt seeing how successful he was, and it made feel not wanted and meeting him made me want to be forgotten. 
he told me he never forgot about me and showed me a small baby photo of me he keeps in his wallet, and told me he still sees me as his baby even though I'm grown. He told me he and my mom used to cry for me every day after giving me up, but they still prayed for me every day even until the end. He once again told me whatever I wanted, he could give me if I'd let him. I told him I wanted no money or anything from him and I didn't intend to reveal myself. He told me it was okay if I wanted nothing to do with him, but asked I be a part of my mom's great dance life as she hadn't stopped, asking about me since exposing me and gave me her address. He insisted I was always wanted but he always thought he'd been adopted and didn't want to ruin my life. And that's something a lot of you said, so I was prepared for it. He asked me to forgive him for not being there for me and said he'd do whatever to be my dad. I guess I realized I could push him away or finally have what I wanted. I told him my teenage fantasy that he'd come save me from the orphanage and we both started crying. He told me we can save each other and I hugged him and forgave him. Since then I started seeing him more. Visit my great great aunt every other day. She started calling me by baby nickname she had for my mom. My dad also started coming to the gym that me, my fiancé and my best friend started after graduate he has been trying to do all the dad stuff I missed out on that we can still do like teaching me how to drive, business advice and stuff. I also finally don't feel so upset over my siblings getting a better life than me. He also got us both into counseling and I've finally been able to talk about all my years in the system before I aged out. He is hosting a New Year's party and asked me to come so I can meet all my relatives, cousins and siblings and yes, I'm going. So I want to thank everybody that prepared me for how he felt in giving me up and how he felt in getting to see me again. I think that if you all hadn't pointed that out to me, I probably would have just tried to stay hidden and I wouldn't have finally gotten a dad. Update 2 so I guess this is kinda an update to my AIDA post, not sure if I can mention that sub here, but a bit over two weeks ago at the end of the year, I finally got to meet all of my family. And it was the best time ever. On the 31st, my dad went to my apartment, chatted in Spanish for like half an hour with my fiancé, nobody speaks it in our country, and then I left with him for his house, my fiancé said he'd come later. When we got to my dad's house I was like oh my god. I'd seen photos before but damn it's like a mini mansion, especially next to my apartment. It made me smile so much when I told dad you have a beautiful home and he told me it's your home too. When we got in, my dad led me to the living room where my siblings were waiting with my dad's uncle, so my great, and one of my cousins. Honestly, I was really really scared but then my cousin and uncle came and gave me a huge hug and said they've waited for this for so long. It was a bit more awkward with my siblings cause they're both little like not even 10 yet. But when they started asking questions it got a bit overwhelming so my dad made them stop, but I liked it cause it means they want to get to know me. It did make a bit sad when my little sister said that I look so much like mommy used to. I can't believe I didn't notice it until then but there was this giant photo of my parents and the baby over the fireplace. Like my dad looked super young in that photo, younger than me even so I had to ask is that me? When my dad said yes, I started crying. My great uncle took my siblings away and my dad and my cousin consoled me. Honestly it may seem selfish but that felt really good. Rest of the day went great too especially when my fiancé came as well. Right at dinner time my dad did a large toast to all the relatives and introduced me and my fiancé. Honestly, I don't know if I can write most of what he said but it just made me feel so loved and so happy I let him into my life.
I went back to my apartment with my fiancé really early in the morning but since then I've never felt better. Honestly, only reason I remembered to post this is cause today my dad sent me a text asking if my fiancé and I want to go on a trip with him to Spain in February. I don't know if we will be able to yet, but we'll see. I'm so glad you got to meet more of your family. This update gladdens my heart. I also wanted to offer, I know I don't share your experience growing up but I did grow up poor and as I got older, I realized that I had deep-seated issues around money and I would stop people from doing things for me, because I didn't want them to think I was a user, or I felt like I always had to pay them back. I've been working on myself and I'm unlearning a lot. I hope you're still not worried about that, and if so, no one thinks you're a user, no one. Please know that it's okay to receive things from loved ones freely and without guilt or fear, let yourself enjoy blessings of others. Thanks. It might take a while, but gifts on birthdays, Christmas, anniversaries, and my wedding I won't say no to. As for the rest, I guess it's like with you, I don't want people to think I only want this for the money. Hey guys, what's your opinion on this story? Share with us in the comment box. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.